0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart.
1: Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart. Dr. Stewart. we're live at Duty Noble Field in Starkville, Mississippi, where Arkansas just swept the Mississippi State Bulldog, Bulldogs. That's back-to-back series sweeps in SEC play for Arkansas. A, a team that is, that is hurt, that is down, but continues to win games. They just know how to win games, Robert. The
2: first-place Arkansas Razorbacks, I might add, yes, uh, tied with Vanderbilt now after both Vanderbilt and LSU lost road series in Alabama this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, I I tried to give Mississippi State credit on the last episode for being a, a team that can hit, and and so did Dave Van Horn, but you know, <laughs> their 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 pitchers were simply not enough to to get it done. Um, you know, six runs for Arkansas in in the first game, coupled with. An outing that wasn't Hagen-Smith's best, but you got what you needed out of him. Gage Wood finished it off. A run rule victory Saturday, and then 11 more runs on Sunday. So, you know, this this team, as banged up as it's been, has been very fortunate to, to have the, the opponents it's had the last two weeks because those two pitching staffs between A&M and Mississippi State just lobbing them over the plate, and Arkansas is punishing them for them.
1: Yeah, I don't remember who said it. Uh, I I don't know if it was – it it might have been Andrew Ellis, Andrew Hutchinson, one of those. But it's – Arkansas has caught some teams at at bad times, but they have caught Texas A&M and Mississippi State at good times. And this – two great series wins for the Razorbacks. You like what you see from some guys who have had to step up. You know, Ben McLaughlin is one to mention that he has been hitting the ball so well. You mentioned Gage Wood. Yeah, uh, you didn't really have to see a whole lot out of the the rest of the bullpen this weekend, which is a good thing, but uh, you, you got to see Brady Tiger go a little bit longer. Uh, of course, Hagen-Smith in the start, Gage Wood, you mentioned him. Cody Adcock threw some. Uh, Hunter Holland on Sunday, you know, didn't go as long as maybe you would have hoped, but he said he thought he had some of his best stuff all year. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he felt good about
2: the way he threw, I think, is the most important thing to take away from it because, of course – you know the the lineup scored. You know, lineup did its part. It scored all eleven runs with two outs. So, you know it it just proves that it, it can it can take on pretty much any challenge at this point, even with with the key injuries there. But yeah, I mean Hunter Holland. You know we haven't talked to him after a, a bad outing necessarily, and you know even though even though the stats might indicate it this time around, he he felt really good about the way he threw, and so that's that's the most encouraging takeaway. All right, Robert, I'm about to sneeze. Sonny,
1: as you to do this ad read for me.
2: Man, Mason is allergic to Starkville, I really think. So let's, uh, let's get into it here with, with myperfectfranchise.net. Are you ready to re- leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while you work your, your current job? You want to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Andy, our guy, can help. He's a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner, and he helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. Andy's services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business or ownership. If you need to call him, Andy Ledecky at...
1: Uh, The number is 404-973-9901, or visit myperfectfranchise.net to get all the details, everything you need to know about setting up a free consultation with Andy. Uh thank you to myperfectfranchise.net. Once again that phone number is 404-973-9901. You doing all right? I feel fine. Good. I'm okay. All right. Let's start from the beginning. Game 1. Arkansas wins 6 to 2 in this game. So Hagen Smith gets the start, goes 5 innings, gives up one earned uh on two hits, struck out 8 but walked 5. It was it was kind of a roller coaster with Hagen Smith.
2: Five caged lion innings for Mahgan Smith.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean the dude started like he was about to, you know, shut him down for a whole nine innings, six up, six down, one uh, in the in the first and second, and then, uh, you know, he starts to pitch himself into a jam, gives up a few base runners in the third, gives up a run, no, another couple free passes that he that he worked his way out of in the fourth, three more walks in the fifth, and they ended up tying the game on a passed ball. But how big was that Parker Roland caught stealing at, at third? I mean, I don't know what that guy the, – the catcher was trying to steal third base. And the, the, the runner behind him, the leadoff guy, was so shocked that he didn't even try to take second on
1: the play. Yeah, no, a lot of questionable decisions from Mississippi State all weekend long. Um, and then, I mean, just so many mistakes for them. Not only, you know, talking about getting thrown out on the base path, but also you think about it, they made a ton of mistakes in the field as well. So uh, – Arkansas played well, yes, but Mississippi State definitely did not help itself at times. No,
2: not at all. And, and you know, the, the emphasis in Friday's game was that Arkansas played well in really every facet that there was to play well. Because even though, even though Hagan Smith struggled a lot, like he only came away with, with one earned run against. And then Cody Adcock looked so good that they pulled him after an inning to try to save him for Sunday, and Gage Wood came in and did his thing. I mean, that's, what, four times now that he's come in and gotten – Nine outs and a save in,
1: in league play. I mean, this, yeah. he's got all freshman
2: team written all over him. Yeah, no,
1: uh, Gage Wood continues to impress. But he he keeps doing this thing where, like, he looks great the first two innings and even, like, the first two outs of the ninth. And then it's just like he just gets himself into trouble. And it's like, what the heck, Gage, just go ahead and finish it off.
2: Yeah, two outs, two walks before he finally got that last strikeout. But, you know, no hits, no, no – uh, runs, just like Zach Morris on, on Sunday. That's that's two pretty encouraging outings at, at the back end, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the plate, you had home runs from Jace Borfin, Brady Slavens. Uh, those were big. The top of the order, the, the top five batters are the only ones who had hits, but if you look at it, Parker Rowland had a walk. John Bolton had two walks in the game. Um, those were huge for the, the top of the lineup. You know, Kendall Diggs, Jace Borfin to drive in some runs.
2: Yeah, Jace Borfin uh, finally... Tying Jared Wagner's uh, team-leading uh, 12 home runs. It's amazing that it took that long.
1: And it, and his first home run away from Bomb yeah. Stadium. Yeah. bomb Walker.
2: Yeah. Excuse you. Um, yeah. I mean that was uh, I wrote about that one in the in the Bets Harrison story for hogbeat.com, So I was feeling feeling pretty good when that one hit right away. Yeah. Um,
1: smart guy. Smart, you are smart guy. You are yeah. a
2: smart guy. Smart feller one might say. Yeah. Uh, in the sixth inning, yeah, Brady Slavens the first of three home runs on the weekend. You know, we we talk about Brady Slavens and his propensity to hit home runs in bunches. The the one of the bunches came this weekend at Starkville for sure.
1: If only there was somebody who made some kind of prediction, maybe be be it bold uh, for Brady Slavens to have a good weekend, huh? Yeah, but he didn't it, have the best weekend. He didn't. Have, he didn't lead the team at average, which is what I predicted. But I'll take three home runs in three days. Yeah, that'll play. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: I can't even remember my bold prediction, so you, yeah, you got it that. It was probably wrong. Yeah, it probably was. <clears throat> anyway, um, another couple runs in the ninth. How about Caleb Calley with three opposite field knocks, including a double that produced the fifth run of the game in the ninth. Mason Neville coming up with a sack one. He didn't do much that game, but it was nice to see that from him. And then, as you mentioned, two walks from the bottom of the order. How about John Bolton drawing five walks this weekend?
1: Hey, John Bolton, I mean, like, we had to have the, the wake-up call talk about John Bolton a couple weeks ago. Um, and shout-out to John Bolton for, like, stepping up and actually contributing. He, like, he appears to be awake. Yeah, no. I mean, he, he was always contributing on defense. And we were even in the press box this weekend. And Mississippi State people were like, this dude's incredible. Like, I mean, John Bolton was making plays in the field. And now he's starting to, you know, make stuff happen at the plate, whether he's drawing a walk, getting hit by a pitch, laying down a bunt. I mean, John Bolton, he's contributing at the plate rather than only being this guy on defense and a liability at the bottom of the order.
2: And you'll see this as we move into Saturday and Sunday's games, but the the RBI chances that he's created for Kendall Diggs, you know, plentiful.
1: Diggs drove in 10 runs on the weekend. Yeah, talking about somebody who needed to step up after people were questioning um, them, Kendall Diggs in the leadoff spot. I mean, if if uh, what's his face Calvin Harris for Ole Miss doesn't hit four home runs in one game, you're, you're talking about maybe yeah of the week. maybe Kendall Diggs being SEC Player of the Week. So, uh, but it was good for Arkansas to get the 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 win in this series opener. Only have to throw three arms and you felt good after Adcock only went 13 pitches because you weren't 100 percent sure. You know how would Hunter Holland feel on Sunday? So right. Um, moving on to game two. Before we do that, I want to remind you about Bet Saracen. Robert just talked about it. We do the story every week, breaking down the lines, odds, uh, specials, everything you need to know to get your bets in on Bet Saracen for Arkansas baseball. Robert made the pick. Jace Morphin home run, right? Yep. And uh, it Also, hit. Arkansas LSU parlay hit as well. And that hit as well. So if you're not going to hogbeat.com to check out the Bet Saracen story, we always have stuff that hits. Bang. Bang. Bang!
2: We we tried to give Caleb Callie some crap for not going not going deep <laughs> yeah. when, when we picked him to do that. He was like, man, they wouldn't throw any any pitches to home runs on. So,
1: yeah, so I mean, it's not his fault.
2: He he did go three for four in that game. He had three hits. He was okay. very good.
1: Um, but Bet Saracen, download the mobile app on Google Play or the App Store. Bet Saracen, they are part of the Saracen Casino Resort, the the mobile sports gambling app. We use Bet Saracen. Uh, we hit on we hit on a UFC fight on Saturday night. We went over to the the local Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wild Wings in not very beautiful Starkville, Mississippi, and uh, caught a fight. And we hit a bet. It was great on bet Saracen. So, even though we were out of state, we placed the bet before we left the state of Arkansas. So, uh, download the bet Saracen app and uh, start your betting today. All right, you're a pro. Game two, Arkansas wins fourteen to two. Gets the run rule. In seven innings.
2: After after thinking that the run rule was off because because Mississippi State scored twice uh, against Will McIntyre in the sixth, uh, Mason just leaving. How about that? Um, yeah, I mean it was really from the get-go. Arkansas just just overpowered. There's there's really other no other way to put it. I mean, you you go up seven-zero after three innings, and Brady Tiger by the way two scoreless, uh, a bunch of ground balls again. Got a double play. Got a ground out to Slavens. Got his first strikeout since he's since he's been back from from his UCL sprain. Um, he only threw 20 pitches the first two innings. He, he probably could have gone gone out and uh, and kept going, but with the with the long break um, after after two innings, you know, Mississippi State making errors and Arkansas making a pay for him. They just had had Will McIntyre come out and finish the game, and Tiger went down to the bullpen to to finish his uh, his pitch count, which I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but. Uh-huh. You know, it worked out. Will McIntyre gave you five innings of two-run ball. He, he, he had a save that began in the third inning. Not sure how many times I can say I've seen that. Um, you know, as we mentioned, Kendall Diggs' home run. He, Kendall Diggs had a heck of a game, and, and I feel like three for four is really selling him short, too, because he had a couple of singles, including a two-RBI knock in, in the second, flew out to the warning track in the third, except the, the guy dropped it, uh, and so that cost them maybe a couple more RBI. Um, hit another one to the track in the fifth, and then finally got one over the fence there in the seventh. Um, and then Caleb Callie notching the uh, notching the run rule after after you know McIntyre might have let him back into the game on the Dakota Jordan home run in the sixth. Callie going deep, getting his OPS on the season over a thousand, which probably slipped after Sunday's game, but um, 14-2. I mean. Mississippi State was just bad. They, you know, running into each other, not catching balls they could have caught. Like I feel like two two errors is doesn't really tell the whole story of how bad the Bulldogs were on defense. Yeah,
1: no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, you know, you talking about Tiger, and it was good to see from him. Um, he felt, you know, it, it seemed like everything went well for him. He said everything felt good, so that's a good sign. After two outings from Brady Tiger, it seems as if he feels good. Um, they're slowly working him back in still. You didn't really need him to come back out in the third, even though he could have. And then McIntyre takes you the rest of the way. That was, uh, I mean, Will McIntyre coming out of the bullpen. It's worked out. Like it, it's working out. And this is this is, it's this is more the Will McIntyre you were expecting coming into the year. Right. And and you know we've talked about it on here before
2: several times. Like he's clearly more effective at home. For him to come out here and and you know pitch this well on the road is is very encouraging. And it you know. Of course it's not the best Mississippi State team they're now 6 and 18 on the year in league play and about to fall under 500 on the on the whole but still like you know we, we talked about the guys who can hit on the last episode they can hit I mean it does it doesn't change the fact that Mississippi State has a pretty decent offense and Will McIntyre did a really good job of shutting them down over 5 innings.
1: Uh John Bolton got on base four times in this game, three times Had three? a sack one.
2: Sack one. Well, uh, two walks, single, sack bump.
1: says he's got a hit, though. Single. Oh, single. He walked twice, and he was hit by a pitch. No, that's uh, – no, I was looking at Neville. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so – but still – Mason John, Neville, who had a double, by the way. Yeah. Missed a home run by a few feet. Um, that's
2: how good it was for Arkansas on Saturday.
1: I think – so, Josenberger should be back next weekend. We're hoping. Um, we got – the the update was like 80, 85 some, percent. Yeah, something like that. Um John Bolton made a, is making a great case to be he just gets on base, which is wild to think about over the past two weekends at the very least like he he has been getting on base and moving guys over yeah
2: I mean that that bump proved proved to be important when Kendall Diggs hit that ball that ended up falling in the on the on the warning track that was that was honestly embarrassing I don't know how these fans sat through that. Well, a lot of them
1: didn't sit through it on Sunday. The crowd at Duty Noble Field... Definitely under, under 50% today. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you interrupted me as I was speaking right there. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, the crowd at Duty Noble Field, as I was saying, was very disappointing all weekend long. I was, I mean, I was excited to come down here, you know, get to experience a real crowd at the Dude, and not a single day was it a, a, a real crowd. It was It was very disappointing, specifically Sunday. Sunday, I mean, like... Maybe what two or three thousand people here? You think?
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much: the the tickets distributed number that we were given the the first two days exceeded ten thousand. It did not exceed ten thousand on Sunday, which means that probably way fewer than that actually came.
1: Yeah, it was just disappointing to see. I did I I wanted to see like a real crowd. You know, it, I get I get it from the Mississippi State perspective um, because your team sucks, like. Just just out there. Mississippi State, not that great of a baseball team. Reading through the Chris Limones
2: transcripts this weekend is just soul-sucking. Yeah. Like, the the, the questions that are getting asked, the, I mean, you, you really have to wonder if he's how much longer he's going to be employed here. Cause. It
1: it reminds me of, and this is two way different situations, but, like, the end of the Chad Morris era where it was just, like, a lot of questions about, like, what is your plan? The state of the program. What yeah. is the state of the program? Yeah. Uh, of course, Limonis has a national championship under his belt, so he definitely has that going for him. But as far as the way that Mississippi State has performed the last two years, and as like right now, that's those are the questions that are having to be asked.
2: Yeah, All yeah. Right. I mean, both them and Ole Miss, like the 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 weeks leading up to the to the SEC tournament, we've we've been very curious as to will either of them make it. And Ole Miss snuck in and obviously won the title last year, but. I don't know if they're going to do it this year, and I certainly, after seeing Mississippi State and knowing that they have to go to Baton Rouge next weekend, uh, I'm, I have no confidence in them
1: to to get to Hoover. All right, let's move on to Game Three. Arkansas wins 11 to six, secure uh, back-to-back series sweeps over Mississippi State in Starkville. First time that's ever happened in program history. The first time they've ever won back-to-back series in general in Starkville. Um, Hunter Holland gets the start, goes three and two thirds, gave up four earned on four hits. But told us that he felt like he had his best stuff. Right, and, and
2: we heard from Dave Van Horn that, you know, it kind of felt like he got squeezed on some pitches there, there in the third that led to walks. And, you know, ultimately Hunter, Hunter Hines' uh, 22nd home run of the year. Uh, that guy, Arkansas did a really good job of shutting him down all weekend until that, honestly.
1: I don't think he had a hit in his career against Arkansas until that home run. He had one hit in Saturday's game. He did. Yeah. Okay. Then that went, that might have been his second hit against Arkansas on his career. I I can see that. You can fact check me on that, but I think I'm right. I'll,
2: I'll take your word for it for the time being. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, tough third inning there for him. Uh, you know, got into some trouble there in the fourth. Walked to walked a third guy, and then you know, twice through the order was all all they needed to see Cody Adcock, as we mentioned, fresh enough from from the short outing Friday to come in take care of it in the fourth, and then go one, two, three in the fifth and sort of calm things down, really. Um, you know, and, and uh, by that point, Arkansas had 11 runs on the board. So, it, was, it yeah. was, you know, it was all but over.
1: Another example of the top of the lineup, you know, having success between the top four guys, Diggs, Borfin, McLaughlin, and slavens That's where all of your hits came from. And RBIs. And RBIs. So, um, yeah, Arkansas scored all 11 runs on, with two outs. That was impressive. Kendall Diggs had a grand slam. Jace Borfin had a basis clearing double. Uh, on an br- 0-2 count. Yeah. Brady Slavens hit his third home run in as many days. Jace Borfin had another home run.
2: Jason Kendall both with two home runs on the weekend.
1: Yeah, and then Brady with three.
2: Right, and you and you have to you have to give a nod to the bottom of the order too because you know I know they didn't have any hits but they were getting on you know Jason Jones wore that one on the, on the head uh, in the fifth inning ended up being okay but had to had to leave the game. He scored on uh, Kendall Diggs' grand slam. Peyton Holt wore one. Uh, he reached on a on an error on the shortstop. There were five hundred runs in the fifth inning. Um, you know you can't you just can't give Arkansas free outs. We talked about this many times before. Parker Roland drawing a walk, John Bolton drawing another walk. The guys the guys at the bottom of the order, they they presented Diggs and Borfin with the opportunities to drive him in.
1: That they did. All right. I you know I feel I we could sit here and continue to talk about the games. But it's like Arkansas really just went out there in one baseball games, did exactly what they needed to do. You got great outings from some of your pitchers. Zach Morris, have we talked about him yet? No, back, that would be the one thing we need to talk, to talk about. Back Morris, man, he he goes three scoreless. Uh, it was, I mean, it was just vintage Zach Morris. That's the Zach Morris that we remember.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, Hunter Holland, no, not Hunter Holland. Cody At- Atcock gives up a home run in the sixth, walks another guy, so you got one on nobody out. Two ground balls, three outs, just like that. Another couple ground balls in seventh, a strikeout, and then he kind of got into some trouble with the John Bolton error there in the eighth. But you know, he he didn't have a ball leave the infield on him until the last out that he made. Yeah, and it found its way to the two a glove, so it worked
1: out. Yeah, if you, I mean, if if this team can get Zach Morris, the Zach Morris of the 2022 postseason, um, that would be you know very 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 important. Down the stretch here because you're starting to see the bats. Like you saw the bats get the job done this weekend. Now we don't. I mean, Mississippi State's pitching was not that great. Just no. just throw that just throw that out there. Like you got to take this series sweep with a grain of salt. But also, I mean, Texas A&M won the series over Florida this weekend, and we left that series last weekend saying the Aggies you know, are terrible. The Aggies are terrible. So, I mean, Mississippi State goes to LSU next week, and I don't know if I'm going to put my money on them to get a series win over LSU. Though Auburn, did they? Win the series? Yes, they did. (laughs) That's crazy. They
2: rallied to win the series.
1: That is crazy. Um, So, you know, anything can happen any weekend in the SEC, but, you know, for Arkansas to sweep back-to-back series, that's huge, you know, especially given the fact that we're at the point now where you're, like, counting wins. You know, how many wins does Arkansas need to be a national seed? And
2: they've got two top ten opponents left. Yeah,
1: so you have two – a South Carolina team that's not, you know, as hot as they were – and then, of course, you finish off against Vanderbilt, who who knows what Vandy is. They just lost a series to Alabama. Who was without a baseball
2: coach yeah. entering so, that series.
1: So, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely getting interesting here down the stretch in, in, in the SEC. So, uh, before we get to weekend MVPs, I want to remind you one more time about MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Really, if you're trying to leave the corporate rat race, if you're looking for a side hustle, if you want to diversify, if you're just kind of tired of what you're doing and you're like, hey, I want to do something different, you need to give Andy Ledecky a shot. He's a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner. He helps people find franchises that fit their skills, their financial requirements, and their time to commit, and plenty of other things. It's it's 100% free with Andy. His services are absolutely free. He just wants to help you if you have any questions about business ownership, so go to myperfectfranchise.net. That's all one word, myperfectfranchise.net, uh, and check out all of the details or just give them a phone call. Just type in the number 404-973-9901 and get started uh, being a franchise owner today. All right, weekend MVPs, We'll get Andrew Ellison on this one. We've been trying to get him on the Diamond Hawks podcast for forever now. He's been He's, sitting
2: in the corner patiently for yeah. the last 30 We're minutes.
1: Ready He's ready for the call of the hey, Let's
2: get Ellis up and moving.
1: Get Ellis. <laughs> yeah, no, get your chair in here. We, we only have two mics, so Robert's going to have to hold hold the mic where I tell him to hold the mic. Robert's not a broadcast major like myself. I have to coach him up on where to hold the mic. Uh, okay, Ellis, we'll let you start your weekend MVP at the plate.
0: Kendall Diggs is my weekend MVP at the plate, and I want everyone to remember I was the first Kendall Diggs fan. Back in the fall of last year, the scrimmages, I was the first person to ask DVH about him. Kendall Diggs is my guy, and I have a lot of guys on this team, but Kendall Diggs hadn't hit a home run since the Alabama series, kind of was struggling in the leadoff spot. Awesome weekend, good stuff from Kendall Diggs. He's my MVP.
2: That's a good choice. I mean, that's really probably the best choice there is.
1: Yeah, drove in ten runs. You know, had had the grand slam uh, on Sunday. Big weekend from Kendall Dix.
2: Now I get to go next year?
1: Yeah, let's well, just go down the line. All
2: right. How about Ben McLaughlin? Got on base five times Sunday. Three hits, two walks. Um, he had five hits on the weekend, five for eleven. I mean, the guy has more hits in conference play than Jared Wagner now, and obviously Wagner's been out for a while. But yeah. It's think,
1: think... <laughs> <laughs> not very I not love very fair. It's, it's impressive <laughs> that the
2: backup comes in and gets more hits. I mean, let's – okay, let's – come on, come on now. Let's, let's talk about how many at-bats oh the two my. of them. have. Oh, my. Here no, comes
1: – you... for the loyal listeners of the Diamond Hawks podcast, here comes Robert about to read off some stats. Oh, my God. 15
2: for 39 is, is Ben McLaughlin. <laughs> Wagner is 12 for 42. McLaughlin doesn't have as many at-bats as Wagner does. There you go. All That's right. why it's more impressive.
0: Did y'all mention that Jace also leads in home runs now? They can't yes. hear you. you got when he did, speaks. Did y'all hold, mention that Jace leads in home runs? Yeah. Now we're gonna ignore that. Comment. No,
1: we talked about that. Witness. By we're the way, J- the inventor of the Boroflorian sitting right over there. A lot of a lot of people would hold say, the mic. A lot hold of people would say that I'm
0: personally responsible for Jace Borfin's career and all the money he's gonna make this summer. I've been hyping him up for a while. He's another one. Do I get all the credit for that? Have you
1: talked to his agent about you know what cut you're gonna get when he signs his pro contract? I'm not gonna
0: go into details, but <laughs> okay. When you know. Things are the balls moving on some things. <laughs> okay, you hey, you tried to shame me in the fall oh, for liking Jace Borfin.
1: I don't remember that.
0: You, you tried to shame me for for being a Jace Borfin guy. Every time he would strike out, you'd be like, hey.
1: hey. No, that's <laughs> just one of those things. There's where It's like guy. there goes your boy striking out. You know, hey, it's well, like there, you could well, do, do, do the same my thing. You could do the same thing with Josenberger for me. Like Josenberger's no, my guy.
0: Dude, I've never shamed you for Tavian Josenberger. But I'm
1: saying if Josenberger struck strikes out, you can. Be like, hey, your boy just struck out or something.
0: Well, if he wants to be a man and join the lineup again, then maybe I'll maybe I'll consider That's doing so it. So not fair. Uh, anyway, Ben McLaughlin,
2: five hits, three walks. <laughs> great, great weekend out of the three hole for for the the, the designated
1: hitter. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Brady Slavens. He was my bold prediction to lead the team in average this weekend. He didn't do that, but he had three home runs in three days. Uh, you know, Brady Slavens, you've been needing to see that. You've been needing to see the power from him, and uh, he showed it this weekend. Maybe that gets him on track for. You know the, the home stretch here.
2: Yeah, I mean he had, he had the confidence of his skipper moving up into the cleanup spot, and he, he produced for sure. All right, let's let's go snake here. Ellis got the easy pick on on the on the batter, so he's got he's got to go last on the pitchers, I think.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Zach Morris. Um, you know he he went three scoreless on Sunday. We've been talking about you know we there was one point where we talked about you know is Zach Morris gonna throw again for this baseball team after after the Missouri State game, and here he is. Game three against Mississippi State, you know the series was already already won. Arkansas had played at 11 runs, but he did the job. He, you know, you talked about it, pitched to contact. This is the Zach Morris that you saw a lot last year. This is the Zach Morris that if you have him down the stretch here, going into the postseason, Arkansas can really make some noise. That's that's good logic. I'll go with Will McIntyre for
2: uh, getting them through the the entire game Saturday with with only two arms having to be used. Um, you know, he gave up two runs, but it was it was one home run that really cost him. You know, one, two, three there in the third. A few hits scattered throughout the fourth and fifth, no big deal. He told us he was gassed after the seventh, but he, you know, he got two two line drives and uh, stranded a couple couple dudes in scoring position to, to secure the run rule. So for for uh, getting them to Sunday with only having to use five arms, I'll go with Will McIntyre.
0: I'm glad you made the incorrect decision to leave Gage Wood to me because I actually need to make an apology publicly to Gage Wood. I'm sure y'all have covered it on the podcast before, but we wrote the obituary for Gage Wood's career back in the fall. His his first career outing as an Arkansas Razorback came in the fall, walked the first three dudes he faced, gives up a nuke to Peyton Stovall, and we were just like, man, I don't know. I don't know if this guy, you know, he looks nervous, whatever. And honestly, he had a lot of. Moments where it was like, you know, you could see he was talented, but we just never really I, – I wasn't counting on him for really anything much much this year. And I think he's the key to this Arkansas pitching staff. I mean, what he's done in SEC play, five saves, had another three-inning save. Three-inning save, right? Yeah. Another three-inning save this week. Him being as good as he is allows this pitching staff to do whatever experimentation they want, whether that's starting Hagen Smith, starting Brady, T- Brady Tiger, moving to Will McIntyre around. I think Gage Wood has weirdly kind of overnight become – one of the biggest pieces on this pitching staff. It might be the kind of, you know, we call Hagen-Smith the wild card, but I think Gage Wood's kind of the X factor because all of this whole plan of Tiger starting, Hagen starting, whoever is dependent on Gage Wood being good at the back end of the games, and he's been doing that for like two months now. So, credit to Gage Wood.
2: And what do you hear from every single player coach that you ever, you know, have a have a media availability with? It's like, you know, if, if they're going to do anything this year, they have to have contributions from freshmen, and, and Gage Wood has been that freshman.
1: Yeah, no, Gage Wood, I mean, he's going to probably be all SEC freshman. We talked about that. He's been, you know, the confidence is the key with him. We talked about it early on in the year where the lights looked a little bit too bright for him. Dave tells the story about going to get the ball from him in that TCU game in Arlington. And now you look at him, he walks off the mound, he's sticking the tongue out, you know, he's, he's just fired up, and that's the Gage Wood that you need. Rich with swagger. Yes. So, I mean, this Arkansas team, man. They're playing good baseball, and they're getting it from guys that you weren't expecting c- to contribute early on in the year.
2: Right. I mean, the, just compare this to, to the vibes of, of the podcast that we did two weeks ago, leaving Georgia. Um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is unbelievable how much better all, all three of us and everybody listening probably feels about this, this baseball team. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that they've been able to go 6-0 and since not having two starting outfielders and losing yet another pitcher to Tommy John surgery –
1: Unreal. All right, let's wrap it up here. We're going to talk to everybody on Friday for the preview of Arkansas, South Carolina. Excited for that series in Fayetteville. Um, But until then, thank you for listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast.
0: You're listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart.